Moncrief on News Talk. Now, this might seem grim, but it's more practical than anything. It's routinely the case that news organisations, including this one, have pre-prepared obituaries for people who haven't died yet. It means that when the sad day comes, the obit can be published or broadcast quickly with a minimum of updating, but mistakes can happen. Alison Healy's written a few in our time and is writing about them in today's Irish Times. Good afternoon, Alison. Good afternoon, Sean. As an obituary writer, I suppose you can't tell uh, you can't tell us who you've written obituaries for in advance. Well, no, no, I wouldn't like to do that. No. I don't think anybody would like to hear that their obituary has been <laughs> written already. <laughs> I wonder, but is there a, is there a kind of a criteria for that? In that, if someone's you know, if they hit a certain age or they're looking a bit doddery, or, or how does it work? Yeah, some of them would be age related, but then there would be other people, I suppose. Um, like the Queen's obituary would have been written years ago. Um, but then there are other people like, say, Michael Jackson, whose obituary wouldn't have been written and then he died unexpectedly. Mm. So, but I think when people start reaching a certain age, there would be something compiled because I suppose people like uh, the Queen or that, they would have more than just an obituary, be nearly a supplement in a newspaper or something or many pages. So it, it takes a lot of time to get that sort of information together. Yeah. Now it's short notice. Uh, now, and as you were writing about today, it can go horribly wrong. Uh, it went wrong for uh, Radio France International. It did back um, in uh, twenty twenty. They accidentally published about a hundred advance obituaries. They were updating their system and they released all the obituaries, and they k- killed off actually Queen Elizabeth that time and people like Jimmy Carter and Clint Eastwood and Pele. Oh God. And so there was a few red faces there. <laughs> and so, yes, but, but the, it seems like the, a, a very famous case of this is Alan Abel. Tell us who Alan Abel was. Well, now, Alan Abel, he was an American hoaxer and he just he really spent his whole life trying to trick people in different ways. But um, he was famous for, I don't know if you've heard about his Society for Indecency to Naked Animals, where he campaigned to put clothes on all animals. That were taller than four inches. Okay. And six inches. So that was one of his big campaigns. And he took in a lot of people with that. But um, years later, he decided to um, stage his own death and uh, so that he could get an obituary in the New York Times. And he got a fake funeral director and a fake undertaker to report the death. And his grieving widow contacted the New York Times. And the obituary was published the following day. And, they, and then, said, they said he died when he was scouting uh, a, a movie location. <laughs> That's right. And the movie title was Who's Going to Bite Your Neck, Dear, When All of My Teeth Are Gone. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if the New York Times knew the title of it uh, when they did the... It was a short obituary, but then he did actually die for real um, in 2018. And he got a very generous obituary that time. And then the first line said that um, he was on good authority, dead at 94 so there weren't a chance in anything there. Yeah. When you write an obituary, though, do you, do you, is it, I, I suppose, kind of in, 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 what's the first thing you say about them? Is that important or the thing that they're best known for where they could have done many magnificent things in their life? Yeah, it can be hard to come up with the first paragraph because like some people like that would have done lots of different things. And what would be the most important thing they've done that you should mention? So uh, trying to encapsulate it all into one sentence can be tricky enough. Yeah. And to, uh, and uh, do you find it depressing or kind of? 
I don't yeah, really. Well, a lot of the ones I suppose we would do, people would have reached a grand old age and they've had many successes. And it's it's kind of interesting, you know, people that you might know. I did a, a mountain climber a while ago and uh, I, I never knew anything about him. And then you learn about this person's incredible life and you speak to family and um, learn about things that people wouldn't know about him, you know, privately, what he was like, just a away from the spotlight. I think it's good to give sort of a fully rounded picture of the person. That's very interesting to hear about these people's lives. Mm, and, and, so much. and if if you contact a family and they've, you know, they've, this bereavement would have been fairly recent, is, is that difficult to navigate? You know, do they normally want to talk to you? Well, um, most of them do. Or I sort of try to contact somebody who might know somebody in the family. So you could have an intermediary that might just check things like, you know, date of birth and schools and things like that, mm. um, because you really wouldn't want to upset anybody. But um, in most cases, families do like uh, to have an obituary in the paper, you know, that it shows what that person meant to everybody. Yeah, I suppose it shows a certain level of achievement in their life if the Irish Times is going to write an obit on them anyway. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it does. Yeah, yeah. and they've been recognised for all they've done. Yeah, and the the ones that you pre-written, well, th- might you get then get kind of an emergency phone call at two in the morning saying, you know, so-and-so has just popped their clogs, just, you know, putting, you know, cause of death? Yeah, I haven't pre-written too many of them now. More of my colleagues in the past would have done that. So I presume that's, that we would just change the, the first paragraph or two to uh, to update it and, and run it then. Yeah. As it- uh, Alison Healy is a writer and contributor to the Irish Times. Alison, thanks a million. Thanks very much, Sean. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm on News Talk.